This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris all here. You can join us with a call or a text at 875-KTGR. Who's ready for some hoops tonight? Zoo basketball. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought you just meant like in general. I was like, oh, sure. I guess I could fire up my league pass and watch. The right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're probably more intrigued by NBA now. I, I get it. Um, they are playing in Brendan Schaefer's favorite town, College Ooh. Station, Texas. Yeah, man. Mizzou, I'll say this. Mizzou, 1-0 when I uh, have, have been in attendance for a men's basketball game in College Station. However... I will not be there tonight. Ah, so I don't know. I, Are you kidding I can't me? Help Man, you. I'm Phil Battle then. We could like Sorry. airlift you there. You could like Halo drop down onto the top of the. We'll, can, we'll talk arena. about it. Yeah, we'll Today see. It's a o'clock game. Up. I mean, you'll be there at, after the show. You'd be there in plenty of time. I got time. Yeah. yeah. No problem at all. We'll talk some Mizzou men's basketball at 5.05. Uh, we'll get to the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFL weekend, the divisional round, which drew all kinds of eyeballs, the most eyeballs, in fact, for. Single TV event for Chiefs and Bills for the last, uh, well, since last year's Super Bowl. So uh, those were pretty big numbers there. We'll talk Chiefs and uh, what else happened in the NFL with the good, the bad, and the ugly at 4.05. And the injury expert, Will Carroll, joins us. There are some key injuries to be watching out for. The status of guys like Joe Tooney for the Chiefs, Debo Samuel for the Niners, maybe Mark Andrews for the Ravens. We ask Will Carroll about all of those. The injury expert joins us at 425. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. Yeah, good news for uh, the Chiefs front as far as trying to get the offensive line healthy this week. Joe Tooney, their all-pro left guard who left the game against the Bills on Sunday, he had an MRI yesterday. He has a pectoral strain, which is relatively good news. It was feared to maybe be a little bit worse, but it, he does still have a chance to to go this weekend as the Chiefs get ready for the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game. So we'll see if he's able to take the field. If not, they will most likely start, start Nick Allegretti at the left guard spot uh, for that AFC Championship game. Mizzou men's basketball is on a five-game losing streak. In SEC play, still looking for their first conference win. And it's not going to be easy tonight as they visit Texas A&M, who is two and three in the SEC, eleven and seven overall. Tip off at eight, pregame at seven thirty, right here on KTGR. That's the big show's big deal on this twenty-third day of January, twenty twenty-four. Eight seven five KTGR. If you want to call or text us, we're going to get to the hoops talk here in a second. But first, back to the wild, wild west talk about the divisional round of the nfl playoffs with the good the bad and the ugly 875 ktgr you can call or text us with what you thought 
was good and bad and ugly from the weekend. I mean, the Chiefs, and particularly Patrick Mahomes. Way up in the good. If there are tiers of good, top tier of the good for Patrick Mahomes. Yet another master class. Just... uh, I have no real complaints about how he played. There have been way there have been reasons to complain about how he's played this year in certain games. Yes, he hasn't had a whole lot of help. Yes, his receivers are dropping passes, things like that. But you've had reason to complain about Patrick Mahomes in past games. Not this one. Not Patrick one Mahomes. Thing. Patrick Mahomes killed Christmas, but he's given us a heck of a Mardi Gras. Oh boy! I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with that line because. Uh, yeah, you got to feel good about. I know the Ravens are really good, and I know that's going to be a tough matchup, another on the road sort of endeavor. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're feeling good about the way the Chiefs were able to go into Buffalo and take care of their business. Uh, Mahomes was fantastic in particular. Mahomes and Kelsey, he's back. I mean, he's back to being fully operational. Just in time. Think? I would cover that guy. This one of the touchdowns. He That's was basically true. wide open. I don't yeah. really know what there, no, I got what happened there, but yeah, uh, yeah he was he, he did his job too. I mean, just incredible. With if those if that combo is working, then it, it's going to be tough on Baltimore. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it means Baltimore loses, but it's going to be it's going to be a back and forth game. If those two are lighting it up again. Josh Allen, good. I yeah. I have to say it. I, I think Josh Allen, good. You can have criticisms about the end. That's fine. I, I think in the end, he gave his team the best chance to win. And it, it, it ultimately wasn't enough because he wasn't getting the help. that he, We talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes not getting the help, and we see the results of that. I think this is a case of the opposite. Josh Allen, she was on the other foot, not getting the help. He had to carry the load in that game. And uh, look, uh, they ran the ball really well. They they went through the game plan of like, look, we don't need to have Josh Allen uh, do all so much, but then they made him throw 39 times and run 12 times. That, that's a lot. That's not what the Bills have been doing as far as their recipe of winning the last few weeks or so. I think Josh Allen needs more help there. Yeah, and I think he needs I mean, it's going to be interesting. We talked about it, but how do they handle the personnel in terms of the pass catching group? I think Dalton Kincaid is a good find. They're going to have him for a good long while, but I wouldn't put Stefan Diggs in the good from this game. I'd put him in the gone. I I don't think he stays. Wow. Um, okay. I, I just, first of Trade? all, you know, didn't yeah, because I guess he's still under contract. But I yeah, like, I, I, I think he's he's, he's got a potential out, I believe, for the year after this one. But yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. Situation. I knowing what we know about coming into the year, where there was some discord and training camp that needed to be smoothed over it. It was smoothed over rather quickly, but just kind of knowing that maybe there was already some element of Diggs being kind of disgruntled coming into the year, and they were able to put it behind them, but then they don't win. And in the game that they lose, like Diggs, they tried to get him involved. To me, I don't know, but the one that I keep coming back to, the deep ball that Josh Allen dropped in the bucket for Diggs, and I know it would have been a contested catch, but those are the kinds of plays you got to come up with for your quarterback who's playing the way that Josh Allen did so yeah I don't know I don't I saw some video too of Gabe Davis like yelling at fans on the sideline walking off the field they've got some they got some stuff to figure out there in Buffalo but I think that pass catching group is going to look different next year yeah it 
they might have to get creative with it too because of the the money situation. Like Josh Allen's cap hit is going to be like thirty million dollars more than it was this year. They've got a bunch of dead cap situations with I believe Diggs and and also Von Miller, who is taking up something like thirty million. Uh, whatever it is, $20 million, $30 million in dead cap, and he didn't have a single sack this year. Like, it's just, like, come on. It, it's it's not great. It's not very efficient, not at least. And so nope. it, it just it just makes it tougher. It's not to say they can't win. It's not to say their window is closed, but it, it's just tougher to get to the top of the mountain now than it would have been this year with getting a home game against Patrick Mahomes, potentially getting another chance to play in the AFC Championship game. Like, it's now that chance is gone, and so you've got an uphill battle. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Ben texted in the good. Travis Kelsey is back, baby. The bad, the run defense. That's easy. I mean, are we talking Chiefs or, or Bills? I mean, they both let up some pretty big rushing totals in this game. You know, I would pin it on the Chiefs in the first half, but then I would give them credit. Like, look at the fourth quarter stats for James Cook. He really was bottled up in a way they weren't able to do to him earlier in the game. So I would I would say that, yeah, it was a concern for a while. Um, again, personnel was in and out throughout the game, so I don't know how much they were kind of working through some of those issues. But I I would say because of the way that the Chiefs finished, I wouldn't really pin them down in that way. And, and uh, at least you got better at it as the game went along. Because if not, they probably wouldn't have won the game. If they yeah. wouldn't have been able to find their, their groove in that regard in the fourth quarter, I don't know if they would have been able to beat the Bills. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what what comes of that. But, I mean, we'll see if Derek Nottie's back in the fold this week. He missed uh, the game this past weekend. If the Chiefs can get some, some bulk up on that side of the football. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, this Ravens team is going to be a tough out on the ground. Just just really tough. So that's going to be They a, like to run the ball. Yeah. In a whole lot of different directions, too. Kevin here. On uh, on the KTGR text line, good playoff Pat Mahomes, bad Tyler Bass and clutch moments. Oh no, womp womp. See, but here's the thing: like he had been good in clutch moments in the past. They put up that graphic in the fourth quarter or later, like and missed, and then the graphic uh, got him. Graphic got him, and I got him because remember, right, I right? Yeah, say, you said uh, in my basement. I said, hey guys, it's going wide right. There was sure a video enough. out there, I believe, on TikTok, and it had. Uh, I guess one other watch party uh, for the Chiefs. They they put a fan to the left of the TV, looked toward the screen. <laughs> That's good. Like, like before that. the kick, even, and then when it actually happened, they're like, "Oh my goodness, it worked!" Uh, so there was that. Uh, and then uh, Kevin's ugly. Jordan Love's decision to make a throw like that on first and ten with the game on line. Yeah, did you see that? I mean, that was not. A great decision to throw across your body when you're rolling to your right. I, I, he had every chance to just throw it out of bounds, live to fight another day, and didn't do it. That was kind of a rough learning moment for Jordan Love that iced the game away for the Niners. Yeah, they had every chance to to pull off that upset with uh, Brock Purdy certainly not having his best game. And you'd like you understand a guy wanting to make a play to try and. Do the unthinkable, but ultimately for Jordan Love, he would have been better served to just allow allow yourself to get back to the huddle and, and, and take a, a couple more cracks at it with second, third down. Yeah, and it was uh, a valiant effort to stay in that game by the Packers, but in the end, I mean, they just 
Jordan Love, he, he had a fine season. He was, uh, I thought, better than expected. Uh, and, look, you can build upon that for, for next year. Lions are still going to be tough in that division, but you carve yourself out a playoff spot consistently with Jordan Love, and you keep getting him that experience. I think he'll be fine. And the Packers have, like, five or six first- or second-year pass catchers that have burst onto the scene. Yeah that all might be pretty good football players. Like, I don't know how you'd rank that group of, of guys, but, you know, in games where uh, Jordan Reed or Jaden Reed, I always want to call him Jordan Reed, the, the tight end. Jaden Reed, yeah. Jaden Reed, if Jaden Reed doesn't show up, you've got Dontavian Wicks making plays and Bo Melton, and they've got two tight ends, uh, Kraft and Musgrave, that are pretty good. Like, they, that, that's not even to talk about Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs that you knew about coming into this year. So, I don't know. I think that... They might have something to go in there in, in Green Bay. I was a skeptic. Um, I, I do think they kind of let the game get away from them. They were in the driver's seat against the Niners at one point, but that's a hard thing to do, go on the road and win. Uh, but I will say they surprised me in, in a pleasant way this year with especially that offense, how quickly it sort of assimilated into something that could make noise. Yeah, again, they had something like it, and they put up the graphic too, that every one of the last four months they had a different leading receiver for it's the crazy. month. And it was like yeah. Wicks was one month, Jaden Reed was one, Musgrave was uh, another one. I mean, it's crazy how they kept relying on different guys at certain points of the season and yeah, they can, they can all build on that and they can be an interesting team next year. Fix that, defense. No Fix that yeah. defense and they can be a force. The defense, I have no idea though who the starters will be. Like Injuries sort of caused a rotation there with the pass catchers. I'll be very curious how that shakes out in training camp, who actually gets the bulk of the playing time. Like a guy like Christian Watson, you thought would be their lead receiver, but he could, he just couldn't stay healthy all year. And a lot of other guys said, that's fine, we'll take your opportunity. So that's uh, it'll be interesting, but you're right. The yeah. defense has got to be answered for if they really want to ascend to the next level. 875-KTGR, call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend. Let's go to David here on the KTGR hotline. David, what's up? Hey, guys. I've got a good, a bad, and an ugly. Uh, the good will be on top of what y'all were just talking about. The second half of that Packers-Niners game was just pure entertainment. Uh, obviously, Chiefs Bills takes the lead billing for the weekend, but that was a delightful appetizer there with all the backs and forth there. Um, my bad, it's going to have to go to the, the Texans, particularly their play calling uh, against the Ravens. Um, you hear with young teams like, oh, they're a year early. They're playing with house money. But I kind of wish that instead of just kind of resting on those laurels, they would have like tried to attempt more downfield passes. And obviously the Ravens are no joke defensively, but just trying a little bit more outside of the box there. Uh, than, than they did. Um, and then finally, with the ugly, it is going to have to go to those last uh, decisions by Josh Allen. Uh, for me personally, uh, Josh Allen on that uh, third down play had an open Stephon Diggs. No one covering him. He could have thrown to Stephon Diggs. And I actually had a, a passing yard total for Josh Allen of 189. Oh, he's complaining about his bet. Come this on. Is no, it's not Josh Allen's fault that you lost your bet. An open Stephon Diggs. Three more yards, please, Josh Allen. So he's, he's washed for me there. Oh, boy. I appreciate the call, David, here on the big show. KTGR. All of that to lead into David just sneaking in there that he wanted to complain about his bet. Yeah, I'm the only one that does that on this show. <laughs> 
I had Josh Allen needing like 220 yards, so I was cooked either way. <laughs> maybe overtime. Maybe if Tyler Bass can make a kick. Again, I... on pass attempts and you can't get over 200 passing yards? Yeah, he didn't, yeah it, he was, didn't it was a rough the, game. Yeah. Didn't have anybody to throw the ball to, though. Like, again, I think Diggs, although I know we the play Dave was talking about, and yeah, he probably could have maybe thrown to, uh, to Diggs underneath. But at the same time, like, who else was he really throwing the ball to besides Kincaid? You got Khalil Shakir out there, Trent Sherfield. Like, they no Gabe Davis and Diggs. You can look the last, I don't know, couple months of the season, and he wasn't the same. Oh, my God. So they, got, they need answers. They need to find Josh Allen some help. 16 passes at the line of scrimmage are behind it. Good God, It was man. a very dink and dunk kind Ugh. of offense. And I don't, honestly, knowing the Chiefs' defense was the strength of the team, coming into the game, knowing the tendency for Josh Allen to occasionally engage in turning over the football, like it kind of makes sense that you want to play it a little bit more carefully until he felt like at the end maybe he he had no other choice. Uh, But you run the ball, you throw the short passes, and that kept him in it. They just couldn't get over the hump with that strategy, and I I think you you just need a little more uh, engine to that offense. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here on the show, get into some of our Facebook comments here. Jonathan saying the ugly postgame shenanigans by Bills fans versus their kicker. Oh, who cares? Oh, their kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about the snowball stuff again. Which well, I that was bad, about. too. Uh, but, but I mean, the kicker, they ran him off of social media, which is bad. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. Uh, the, his bad was too many opportunities wasted by the Chiefs via turnovers or miscues. Should have won Man. by double digits. <laughs> they should have. Uh, sure, I would yeah. have appreciated it if they hold had. On the, hold on to the ball, McCole. A few you know? reasons. Yeah, right? that's got yeah. to be. But again, they won the game. They like, won the game. Right. We can on the road. Won, I guess. Right. Uh, and then the good. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco providing another solid performance to help balance out the offense. My advice, keep giving him the ball five, seven yards a run. I mean, they, yeah. they have been giving him the ball. He gave him, he gave him the ball 18 times uh, in that game. Isn't that? Yeah, 15 times. Still a solid number. Not averaging bad. six and a half per carry. Yeah. I'd have given it to, to him or whatever. I, I saw where he was maybe a little uh, tweaked at ankle or something before the Hardman play, which could have led to the decision there. Um, but I would have given it to him, to Clyde, to yeah, anybody Clyde, except for right? Hardman on that on that play. But uh, yeah, Pacheco looked good. But enough. I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs so much. What about my Lions? They're in the good. They get to the hooray! NFC Championship game. Yeah, give me Yay! a hooray. I need my yeah. I need my flowers. All right for Detroit Lions. One pride, baby. Andy, I told Andy the first week of the season what was about to happen to them Chiefs. Uh, Lions did it to him. And I'm going to have to tell Andy probably the exact same thing here in a couple weeks. When the rematch of the Super Bowl bookends the season, it started with Chiefs Lions. Maybe, boys, we get to end the NFL season with Chiefs Lions. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. I don't know if it happens, but I would enjoy that very. As much. long as Kadarius Tony doesn't play, the Chiefs are winning that game. Kadarius, <laughs> make a catch. He makes a catch out of several chances, and they don't lose that game. Have you, but, have you guys seen? Have you guys seen the TikToks of the guy that impersonates Mahomes? And in every single video, even if Kadarius Tony is completely uninvolved, he shouts out, "Kadarius, what's the matter with you?" <laughs> Cracks me up every time. Oh, poor oh fellow. boy! But Sorry, don't let him back in the game. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. Ask Will Carroll about that because I, I do think it matters to say, "All right, it's not that any of the receiving options are great for Kansas City." But they they do have a couple guys thin, banged up right? and they're yeah. thin in the in, in the core. So could some of them come back to I don't know about make a difference, Andy, but at least run around out there and and you know get in the huddle with Patrick because that's what it's all about. 
875 KTGR. Sometimes. Sometimes you just got to be a good time. Do some cardio. You just got to be. Oh, Quentin here on the KTGR hotline. Tell us what's good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend. Quentin, how are you? Doing good. What was your good from this weekend? Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs, a great win. Yeah, it was a, a great road playoff win. They got it done. What was the bad? How about Tampa Bay? Oh, man, I, I guess so. They uh, they fought hard in that game. Baker Mayfield, I think, was a plus. Uh, he did throw a couple of picks in there, but it's yeah, it's a little hard. But what was your ugly? How about the Houston Tech? Oh, I like it. Knife to the heart, Quentin. Ah, Quentin, thank you for the call, my friend. You're welcome. That's Quentin joining us here on the Big Show. Can't I was going to say, like, it's not like anybody played terribly over the weekend. I would say if we were to hone in on bads and uglies, it's like individual plays. It's Hardman's fumble into the end zone. It's even though it didn't have an impact, Todd Bowles, the decision. Um, not calling the timeout. Not calling the, uh, the timeout when he could have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he could have maybe extended the game, forced Detroit to make a field goal attempt. Uh, it was individual moments for me, Andy, that I think would have been um, bad or ugly. Like I, Texans, I, I could understand where your brother David's coming from about maybe take some more shots and trying to figure out a way. Um, I, I would say it's ugly for their hopes that Kaimi Fairbairn misses the field goal before halftime because I do feel like they would have had more momentum going into the half yeah. with that 13-10 to 10 lead. Um, but, you know, it's it's just kind of – it was going to be tough. It was going to be difficult to um, upend the Ravens in their house with a rookie quarterback. I mean, again, it, it, it is kind of a repeat of what we've seen a lot. The Texans have never been – first of all, they're one of four teams in the NFL that have never been in the Super Bowl. Okay. That. They barely – they're like, what, five years old? They I, That's Well, but they've also never been to an AFC championship game. Like, sure. this is the furthest But they're the newest team, been. right? Like – so. Sure, but they've had several chance. They've had several chances to get past this round. They were up twenty four nothing on the Chiefs in Kansas City not too they long ago. Win. No, they did not win. <laughs> I still remember watching well, that game, man. Oh, <laughs> how crazy. Bill O'Brien? That's how, and yeah. uh, and Patrick Mahomes, I suppose too. Uh, but that was a good McCole Hardman moment there, if we remember that. Um, hey, remember, guys, that was good five years right, ago. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But they've lost in Baltimore in this exact same round before to Joe Flacco. They've had other chances in the uh, divisional round. They've gone up against one the Patriots. Step at a time. And all they beat that. Joe Flacco in the playoffs this year. You got. I mean, at one step at a yeah, time. Sure. In seven or eight years, they'll but be able to beat Mahomes. But this is kind of the. But, but this is sort of like oh, not again. Uh, so I mean, I again, I was not disappointed by any of it. It's a first-year head coach, first-year quarterback. Get the core developed. Get those young pass catchers developed and add a few defensive pieces, you'll be fine. I would have loved to see a bit more in the second half, too. Team that ended the weekend the most disappointed, does that, it probably has to go to Buffalo just because of the way it went. Um, but I think the, like a sneaky candidate for that would be Green Bay just because they had the Niners oh, on yeah. the ropes yeah. and couldn't finish them. But I, I think because of the circumstances of, of the Buffalo loss and, and the history of that fan base and, and just everything that's gone into that with Josh Allen, um, it's it's hard to get lower than, than they probably feel right now. Yeah, because they, they had it in their laps and had a chance to advance. So uh, what else? Give us your thoughts. 875-KTGR, good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of the NFL divisional round. We'll get to uh, what... We thought was good, bad, and ugly a little bit later on, too. And up next, the injury expert, Will Carroll, 
joins us to talk about some of these key injuries heading into the weekend. Joe Tooney on the offensive line for the Chiefs, all pro left guard. He came out of the game Sunday, but is he going to be able to go this weekend in the AFC Championship game? We asked Will about him and several others of whether they will be available or not for this weekend of NFL football. Will joins us next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Back here on The Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And it is the NFL Championship Weekend coming up, and all four teams kind of dealing with a few injury concerns here and there. And here to talk with us about it is the injury expert, Will Carroll. You can find him on Twitter at Injury Expert and subscribe now to his newsletter for all baseball content, underthenife.substack.com, and fanbuzz.com is where you can read his stuff uh, about football injuries. For the Chiefs specifically, Will, they're hoping that they can be as healthy as possible on the offensive line, but they're all pro Left guard Joe Tooney came out injured in the uh, in in the Bills game. Now it seems yesterday yep. he had an MRI and it appeared to be pretty good news there, and maybe gives him a chance to play this weekend. What's kind of your thoughts on Joe Tooney's status for the Chiefs? Yeah, you know uh, they're listing his pectoral muscle, and that's correct, but it's not what most people think. Most people think the pack; they think you know big chest muscle. But where these guys, uh, especially offensive linemen, normally get this is where the pectoral attaches, which is really up in the shoulder. The mechanism is always that they kind of push their arm out to the side, and one of these big guys is trying to run around them. And it just basically pulls their arm back and stretches that tendon where it attaches in the shoulder, and, and the pec just can't take it. So that's where the strain is. You often see it detach. Um, and there have been a bunch of players like that. J.J. Watt was one. Uh, but lots of, especially tackles, uh, just because they're on the edge, but it happens to guards too, obviously. So uh, the fact that it, it hasn't completely torn is good. It's a grade one, grade one plus strain. It's going to be uncomfortable. So the question is going to be how functional is it? You can't put him in a harness and have him out there because then he's kind of down one arm. Um, so it's, it's going to be the offense coordinator sitting there, figuring out exactly what works. Uh, the offensive line is going to have to shift some of its blocking. Um, they're going to have to cover over him uh, with the, the running back, which we've seen Pacheco do that very, very well. So it's not something they can't overcome, but you'd certainly rather be healthy when you're facing a team like the Ravens defense. And elsewhere for the Chiefs, uh, Will, it, it comes to the wide receiving core. Obviously, the McCall Hardman play got a lot of pub in the win over the Bills. Yeah. Not exactly what you want as you're trying to upset the Ravens. So in terms of the receiving core, do we know about the potential for any reinforcements when it comes to guys like Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney? Yeah, with Sky Moore, he's active, or yeah, they, they have him eligible to be active from the IR. I won't go into all the status reports and all the things. Uh, so it's a question, but even then, you know, is he really that much of a help? He wasn't that effective this year. You'd rather have him, but uh, it, it's one of those other ones. With, with Tony, again, it's going to come down to whether or not he's functional. Uh, the guy hasn't been great. None of them, save for she Rice, 
has been really great. Uh, but they're going to try to take that away. So they've got to find guys behind them that can make plays uh, like Hardman did. You know, you don't have to make all of them, but you have to make the ones that count. And, and that's where they've been able to find it. Mahomes is going to find guys that are open. If they can just stop dropping the ball, heck, that would help too. Yeah, that would be a big help for sure. Will Carroll, the injury expert, with us here on the Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Now on the other side for the Ravens, there's been a lot of talk of them potentially bringing Mark Andrews back. Uh, he had been out for, for quite a while after getting injured midseason. Isaiah likely has done a really good job in his spot at tight end, but... He's also in that sort of window where he could be activated from IR and potentially be available this weekend. I wonder how much of a help he might be with the injury that he's coming back from. Is it kind of a similar situation to where, you know, this late in the season, are, are you expecting guys to, to make such big impacts at, at this point, especially a guy like Andrews? With Andrews, maybe. You know, he had the broken leg. There was some ligament damage in the ankle as well. So the question is, can they, is he ready now? We haven't seen him even in practice very much. Uh, he certainly hasn't made hard cuts. So I was talking to a coach a couple of weeks ago about a similar situation. He says what this comes down to is when you're looking at a guy who's a maybe, a guy who's you know, maybe a decoy uh, that you just put him out there so you have to cover him. You have to at least think about him. Um what they do is they start taking a look at the film from the previous week and they start looking at who's the 53rd man. If they left this guy off the roster and put a guy like Andrews, who's not going to help on special teams, who maybe isn't the fourth cornerback or something like that, how much does that hurt you? Does just the idea of Andrews or a similar player help you more than that 53rd guy? Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. Uh, so it's it's going to be kind of an interesting move to see you know whether or not he's he's practicing, whether or not he's active come game day. Uh, we won't get a whole lot of indication on that because, uh, like I said, this at best he's going to be you know a very limited player uh, and more likely he's going to be a decoy who has to be covered definitely an interesting concept there to see how they want to handle it with a player as prominent as mark andrews on the other side though will we see the lions making an interesting move in signing tight end zach Ertz to their practice squad does that say anything about the status of the rest of the tight end room for detroit yeah, it does. I mean, Sam Laporta was effective uh, and downright good, but he was playing through pain. You could see he was having to take plays off. Uh, when he made hard cuts, uh, he was having problems. So, you know, the fact that a guy like an Ertz is out there, and this whole cut a guy at the end of the season so he can go latch on with a playoff team is weird to me. I, I mean, that you can maybe improve yourself a little bit at the end of the season kind of feels like that guy who, you know, quits the fantasy league in week 10 and cuts everybody. So there's a waiver frenzy. Um, this is why in baseball, they you have to set your rosters on September 1st, so you can't do these kind of things. Um, Zach Hurt isn't the guy who he was when he was you know, basically the equivalent of Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries. Uh, he, he's older. Uh, he didn't fit in well in either of the Arizona offenses uh, that he played in down there. So we'll see whether or not he is. He, he, he's available. Uh, he's done well in the past. So they're just hoping this guy can help uh, 
when Laporta is banged up. And we'll see whether Laporta can get a little bit better. But uh, as good as he was, uh, it's tough because Dan Campbell was a crazy tight end in his day. Uh, I mean, that guy back in college, I have some stories that uh, we can't tell on air. Uh, But it's one of those situations where I wonder whether Laporta has to push it a little bit more just because who his coach is. Uh, and, and the attitude that he brings to a whole team, which obviously has helped in the large run. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So that's interesting to watch for the Lions side in the NFC championship game. And then for the 49ers, when they lost Ebo Samuel for most of the game against the Packers, you know, they, they kind of struggled to move the ball a little bit. So it, it sure seemed like Samuel was, was an important piece of what they were doing. And of course, all season long, he's been that way dealing with a left shoulder injury this week. They don't know about this weekend uh, for the NFC championship game, but how do you kind of see him potentially playing through that injury if he does go? Yeah, uh, they reported this one on an interesting way, but I talked to some people inside the 49ers, and they do think he's going to play. The question is, you know, with that shoulder, uh, the fact that it's not fractured, nobody thought it was. If, if there was going to be a fracture, it would be the collarbone. Um, and they, they were very specific about his shoulder is not fractured. So I was like, well, is the collarbone fractured? Uh, is there some sort of AC joint, which is what I think it is? Um, and, and they're not letting this out. I think we'll get more details they're going to have to figure out what he can do. Um, you know, he's going to be in pain. You can't really, a lot of people say, ah, just take the injection. You'll be fine. Uh, you can't do that um, because, you know, first you're going to get it hurt worse. And second off, it doesn't improve the function. If he can't reach up and catch the ball, uh, that's, that's a problem. Um, there are ways to use a player like that. Again, you use him as a decoy, you use him in the run game, but even then he's going to get hit and fall uh, and it's problematic. So they're just going to have to figure out what he can do. And if he can't, uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk is going to have to step up. Christian McCaffrey is going to have to be uh, more involved. And that's the last thing they need because that guy is just broken down. Um, he's still good. Don't get me wrong, but oh my God, he's taken so much abuse. Uh, I know he signed the big dollars, but man, this is why running backs don't last that long. Uh, he's had injury problems, but uh, if you haven't seen the videos that uh, his fiance has put up, this guy just looks like somebody just took a stick and beat the crap out of him, um, which is essentially what's happening without the stick. Uh, I, I don't know how he's being as effective and functional as he is with all the injuries he has. Just built different, I guess. Uh, it, it's crazy how, how it happens that way. Uh, you, you know, it's really interesting, Will, with this week of the season for all four of these teams and, and all the guys that we talked about, will they go, will they not go, uh, how interesting the decisions might be for some of those teams where they know it's it's win or go home, but also they know mm-hmm. if, they, if they move on, then they get an extra week to get them yeah. even more healthy. I, I wonder how much that, that decision-making plays out with that factor in mind uh, when they're weighing yeah. who to play and who to not play dead on that's exactly it you know you've got to figure out you know if, if that ac sprain on, on uh samuels what i think it is if that gets significantly worse two weeks isn't going to help so you've got to be a little little uh better with that for a guy like mccaffrey who's just beat up uh, two weeks is going to help heck just that extra week where he isn't getting beat up is going to help there are a lot of those i think andrews is going to be in that area um yeah i think if they can get thuny through this week that that extra week will help so yeah but the other side is this is win or go home. This is a chance at the playoffs. You're going to get some guys who are going to push through some things they otherwise would not and probably should not push through. 
Yeah, very interesting. Uh, different different cases for all these teams, but we'll see how they uh, handle them in the next uh, few weeks. Will, what's new at Under the Knife and Fan Buzz these days? I'm taking a look all around uh, baseball since uh, nobody's signing anybody. Uh, here we are with, uh, gosh, three weeks really until spring's training starts. And uh, I've got some interesting things about, you know, uh, all these pitchers, they're starting to ramp up, but some of them aren't signed. Who's taking care of them? How are they building up? Uh, baseball's changed a lot, so I don't think this is a problem. Yeah, well, so we'll uh, find out uh, more about that at underthenife.substack.com. Go get your subscription if you don't have it already. You can find uh, the bio or the link over at uh, Will Carroll's Twitter page, at Expert on Twitter. Thanks so much, Will, for coming on the big show, KTGR. Hope all is well, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, boys. Big show's on at 441 KTGR and KTGR.com. It is sort of, it's still kind of slow right now with uh, baseball basically starting in a few weeks with spring training and you want to get your roster set and we still are kind of, I mean, I guess the Cardinals are done, I guess. But, I mean, the uh, Cardinals could go in with what they've got right now. They They might make some tinkering type of moves toward the end of their roster. But my goodness, there are so many big names yet to be signed. And uh, yeah, spring training is like three weeks away. Three weeks away. If that. So like, I don't know. You play the Super Bowl and then boom, in a few days, pitchers and catchers reporting. Pretty crazy how it turns around. Uh, Under the Bus is coming up next. Uh, several things happening in the, in the NBA uh, that go under the bus. And man, another one of these. Mass layoffs again in media. We'll talk about that next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. It's time to go under the bus on the Big Show. So some NBA things to uh, to get to here and under the bus. Uh, the Bucks are 30 and 13. They're second place in the East standings. They won a championship, what was it, only two years ago, right? And two or just, three. Yeah, two or three years ago. New head coach this year. They fired him today after 43 games. I get it. Adrian Griffin, gone. You That's get like it? a soccer move. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, it is. It no, really I get is. it. All right. Well, how do you explain it, Chris? Watch them play basketball. Really? That's all you got to just really? watch them play basketball? Well, yeah. But but what what about it? Like, it, I don't, it's for someone who does not good, watch man. them play basketball, what it's is not good about not it? not good. What defensive, is not good about it? Their offensive sets aren't good. There's no flow to it. The defense is terrible. I know your lead guards are Dame Lillard and Malik Beasley. They're not good at defense, but just overall, it's just so bad. It's going to catch up with them eventually. I do understand that the Bucks try and want to get in front of it by being putting somebody in there that actually knows what the heck they're doing. I saw the funny comments on Twitter that I saw said that the the coach wanted to cut Giannis's brother, and so that's that's why he got fired. Yes, that's actually why it happened. It's it's not (laughs) because he wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, it's not because the Bucks were on a sinking ship. And the organization's brother with Giannis all the time. Thanasis is on the scholarship, and (laughs) and he can't. He's not going anywhere. Right? Yeah, yeah. All the NIL money to uh, to Giannis's brother, right? Under the bus. That's how it works. You see who they want to like replace him with? Uh, Doc Rivers, right? Doc Rivers. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Come oh. on. Really? It, it'd probably be better than this other guy. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I have my doubts about that. 
All you have to do is be like a replacement level coach, and you could probably go to like the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. But that, uh, I have no problem with Doc Rivers getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. The problem is that's been his ceiling last few years or last decade and a half, I should say. Doc Rivers, my goodness, uh, under the bus to uh, to the Timberwolves. So a record breaking performance by Carl Anthony Towns the other night. Yeah, last night points. on my fantasy team. Yeah. Look at that. Fantasy owners loved it, and they don't care the very much about the fact that the Timberwolves lost the game. They collapsed nope. in uh, in the fourth quarter and uh, ended up losing that uh, they contest. They should have given it to the Towns more. I mean, they should have given the ball more. Well, they did. That, that's what they tried to do. They, get, they did try to get the ball to Towns more so that he could break the, uh, I believe it was his own record and the Timberwolves' record for points in the game. It was 60, well, and he got to 62. That's nice. He didn't even break the NBA record from last night because well, yeah, Joel Embiid, Embiid got 70. Embiid got 70. Uh, so, uh, I mean, there, there was that going in. But Chris Finch, the head coach of the Timberwolves, after that record-breaking performance and everything like that, but they lost the game, of course, he just goes in on his team. Quote, it was an absolutely disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball all the way through the game. This is what happens when you have that type of approach. And quote, it was <laughs> laying yeah. into his guys about letting this happen. And look, I, I, I kind of get it. From his perspective, like, yeah, good on you, Carl, Carl Anthony. Who cares? It's a regular season NBA game. It, yeah, well, I only yeah. care about it because somebody scored 62. And because the team that won the game then traded one of their best players right after it, Terry Rozier to the Heat. Oh yeah, should have been that's the Knicks. True. So upset. Come really, on. you couldn't give him like anything for Terry? Is Leon is Rose? Terry going to be okay for fantasy on the Heat? I, I know he. I he's know going that. to Why be. Why is it always with good. fantasy with you? Who Kyle cares Lowry, about you know, fantasy? Come on, Kyle Lowry goes the other way in the trade, so Terry Rozier probably gets his minutes and maybe a little more than that. Uh, well, he won't get to handle the ball though, like he did when Lamelo was out. Because you've got Jimmy Butler there, right? So he'll probably he'll probably handle some of that. Yeah, it's really all about fantasy for me when it comes to the NBA. Shouldn't be a surprise, Andy, uh, because it's kind of like that for other sports, too. Well, all yeah, right, I, I understand that. That's very clear. Under the bus. Chris Finch, unfortunately, uh, cared about winning the game. And under the bus to the LA Times. Um, the LA corny. Times is We're so corny. is giving all these mass layoffs now to more reporters. They're laying off more than a hundred people. Yikes! Uh, it, it's terrible. We saw this last week with Sports Illustrated. Of course, they laid off pretty much the entire staff. Uh, this is just crazy now to the fact that they they fired their Clippers beat reporter. So now the LA Times does not have a beat writer for the L.A. Clippers, who are one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. They've won eight of their last ten games. They're two games back of first place in the West, and nobody from what's considered to be the hometown newspaper is dedicated to covering the team. Let's get the weather guy on it. It's terrible. Well, that's probably what they're going to do. Put the weather guy on it. Terrible. So how do you feel about them adding a three-point line? I'm sorry, what? Again, like... (laughs) Stop with this. Yes. It's so avoid it. sucks. Under the bus. It's kind of happens almost on a daily basis at this point. Well, yeah. That's the, that's the landscape. Well, yeah, and gosh, it's tough to live in this world, honestly. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports.
The Big Show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Celebrate those January birthdays with delicious handmade chocolates and candies. From the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia, you deserve a January celebration. Anniversary birthday any day online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. It was a great weekend for Mizzou Gymnastics. Ranked still in the top 15. They got their first SEC win over Georgia. Another ranked team and mostly due to the uh, the efforts of uh, Ma- of uh, Mara. I'm hoping to get this last name pronounced right. Tidar Soleil. If I pronounced it incorrectly, I'm sorry. But uh, she's the SEC Specialist of the Week. She set the Mizzou record on bars with a 9.975. She transferred in from LIU this year, and she already held the record at that school for bars. She had a perfect 10 there. So now she has the school record for bars at two different schools. It's pretty darn impressive. Congrats on bars. bars. Yeah. Dropping so, bars everywhere she goes. Bars. Well, the bars. Hanging on to the bars, honestly. She's not dropping the bars. Uh, no, she doesn't the, drop it. That, that's that's the goal. Is Until not she's good and ready. Those. Yeah. At the end, do they drop it and they, when they like? Well, release from the bars at the at the exact right time. You it's all about timing, you know. You're just uh, mounting. Right, yeah. The, the, dismount, the stylish fashion the Transfers, everything like that. You do it for more points, you see. Right, yeah. So, How many points could Andy get on the bars routine? <laughs> oh, we should try good. it. Over, under, one and a half. Um, <laughs> out of ten. It's judged out of ten. Over, hmm. under, one and a half. I, mean, I would say If you say took under. time to prepare the routine, like perhaps if I, you if would I practiced, you got to no. practice these things. No, there's, there's no chance. I I don't. I'm gonna say over. You're gonna get like a 1.1. I don't trust myself in that whatsoever. And I don't uh, know the scoring system for uh, for gymnastics by heart, but I I know 10 is good. It's pretty well, good. Yeah, but yeah, right. I mean, there's already points like built into it also with how difficult your routine is and things like that. So, uh, but but either way, congrats to uh, Mara Teter Soli for winning SEC Specialist of the Week this week for Mizzou gymnastics and uh, a great run for them. Mizzou Wrestling's ranked number two. Some good things happening for some Mizzou programs right now. When does Mizzou Wrestling get a crack at whoever's number one? Like, let's just have that matchup right now. Let's let's go mano a mano. I mean, let's solve some issues right here, brother. Come on. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> let's hash this they'll out. Get their circle. Let's get it. They'll get get them all square chance. circle. That's right, right here. <laughs> Again, they'll get their chance. A sport of championships. It, it, by the way, home game again. It's going to be in Kansas City. I believe this year the NCAA championships from Zoo Wrestling. So I like it. Ooh, good, okay, good there. Uh, we'll see what uh, what happens with that. But hey, eight seven five K to GR call or text us uh, to join us here on the show. We're going to talk about another Mizzou program that's not heading in the right direction at least this season. Zero and five to start SEC play. Can Mizzou men's hoops finally get an SEC win? We're at A and M tonight. Who you got? We'll talk about it. They're about to reveal the Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2024, and we'll get a chance to react to that as well next hour. Join us for that here on The Big Show.